0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-ThunderPod. Email the show, L-O-ThunderPod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, We're gonna dive into this Saturday night win for the Oklahoma City Thunder on the back of Shea Gildas Alexander. This is our seventh episode. This week, coming out to you on Sunday, we're going to be back on Monday uh, to do it all over again. But with the back-to-back on the weekend, you've gotten now two weekend pods instead of just our normal Monday through Friday schedule. So in this game and in this podcast, will be a much more loose podcast as we're not in our normal Monday through Friday. Although I said that yesterday and we still went 30 minutes, so we'll see how long this goes. But, but there's just so much to dive into from this game. And you can start with the very beginning of the game where the Thunder came out like gangbusters and the Thunder were dealing with the opposite of what they were dealing with yesterday. Yesterday, they had way too many bigs and not enough guards. This game, they have way too many guards and forwards and not enough bigs because Al Horford was out in this game. And Isaiah Roby was out in this game along with George Hill. And of course the four players that they sent to the G league bubble and the Thunder were forced to play a totally different style than they played last night. Literally just flipping the script here. And they were able to do that to the tune of 83 first-half points, including the highest-scoring quarter that they've had all season. This this was an amazing offensive output for the Thunder. I mean, especially in that first half, we get 83 before the break. They scored 120 total in Ole this game, 120 to 118, which, again, just is such a testament to Mark Dagnott and the organization that they can be dealt this hand and dealt this card of adversity of, okay, you know what? I know that you've already made the adjustment to playing with all bigs. Now, in a span of less than 24 hours, let's see if you can make the adjustment of playing with all guards. And they did just that, and they played extremely well. I know that Timberwolves clawed back in this one. Look, it was a long week. It was a long, long week for the Oklahoma City Thunder. You knew that the energy level could not, sustained for 48 minutes in this one. They're playing the second night of a back-to-back, as is Minnesota. But of course, you had Dort coming off injury, Shea coming off injury, and you were dealing with a ton of other factors like not having George Hill or Al Horford, so that takes away your two veteran presence on this team. And then you didn't have Isaiah Roby, which weakens your depth even more. So the Thunder tampered off a little bit, and the Wolves came back and looked like they might win this game going up in the fourth quarter. But they continued to battle it out, and they fought back and, and they got to see both sides of, of the rush, right? They got the rush of dominating a team, they got the rush of collapsing and seeing their lead dissipate, and then they got the rush of coming back and taking over and regaining that lead. So they felt every single emotion you can feel in a basketball game outside of getting blown out in this contest. That was great for them to experience that because who was experiencing it? Well, it was Shea, it was Baisley, it was Dort. It was Kenny Hustle. It was Tail Maldon. It was your young guys. Every win this season is, is good, but every win with young players at the, at the core of it and at the center of it and being the only impact in it is even better because this, these are experiences they can take with them. And the Thunder won this game on the back of their bona fide all-star in Shea Gildas Alexander. He is an all-star. That's just the bottom line. And he absolutely took over this game in the fourth quarter, scoring 13 points in that frame. He is sensational. There are not words to describe how poetic and how amazing he is whenever you watch him drive to the rim. The body control, his ability to change his pace going towards the rim, his ability to drive and kick is amazing, and it's something that is at an elite level. I do not know many guards who can drive and kick the way that Shea can. And once you put dangerous shooters around him, it is going to be just this masterful offense to watch. And he's able to do it so efficiently. You saw him go 54% from the floor, 33% from beyond the arc, and 83% from the free throw line, which that free throw line is an area in which he has struggled with this year. And you're seeing him make those adjustments. He got nine defensive rebounds in this game and dished out seven assists. On his way to 31 points. He got to the rim at will. He lived at the rim. And he had some crafty finishes that are just, again, jaw-dropping and just undescribable. And you saw him in this game, in the last timeout, coaching up his guys, you know, coaching up his players, making sure that everyone's on the same page. You saw him take that that assignment of Nas Reed, who had been killing the Thunder to that point, and had a really good game on Friday, but an even better game in this one, going for 29 points. Nas Reed went for 29 points in this game. And had a chance at the buzzer to tie the game and go to overtime. But Shea wanted the assignment on the stretch because that was the guy who was killing this team, and Shea wanted this win. Your franchise is in amazing hands with SGA. Amazing hands. And he should be an all-star this year. Now, it's the Western Conference. It's a tough conference to be in. And do not worry about the fan vote. We're going to talk about the fan vote tomorrow. But do not worry about the fan vote. For Shea to get in, we always knew it would come from the coaches and come from his fellow peers. The only thing you should worry about is the reputation of other players who are in his path, you know, in his way to getting that All-Star nod. Because if it's based on simply talent level this season, production this season, if those are the only factors we're factoring in for the 2021 NBA All-Star game, if it's truly going to be based on and measured by production in this season, which it should be, SGA is no doubt an All-Star. And he proved that yet again tonight by willing this team to a victory. And this is a big one, right? If the Thunder want to make some noise here, if the Thunder want to overperform expectations again, if the Thunder want to make a sneaky playoff run or a sneaky play-in run, you had to split this series. We talked about that Friday. You had to split this series at worst to be able to make that run into the postseason, to be able to make that run into the play-in tournament, if that's the goal. You have such a tough schedule coming up against LA and Denver Milwaukee and all these other playoff teams that you had to capitalize this week And this week, the Thunder did their job. They stayed steady. They dug out a win against Houston on Wednesday, coming back, facing a ton of adversity. They got a win tonight, coming back, facing a ton of adversity. And they set themselves up to weather the storm the best they can. They did their job to to put themselves in position to continue to stay alive in this race for the play-in or playoffs. And it was all thanks to Shea. And once again, the Thunder are surprising. Record-wise, the Thunder are surprising the national media. And you can't blame it or pin it or give praise for it on anyone except for Shea. There is no Chris Paul to defer to. Even George Hill, even at Horford, they've only had a handful of games combined in which they were really special. Other than those handful of games, they've been complementary pieces to Shea's all-star campaign. Shea has been the guy, Shea will continue to be the guy, and Shea is an all-star. To be thrusted into this role of a playmaker and the lead guard for the first time ever, for, for to, be, to be just thrown into the wolves of being the go-to guy under a first-year head coach on a totally new roster in his third season, many guys take that responsibility and they start to do things that they're not used to doing, or they start to do things that, that their game doesn't allow for, and they start jacking up shots. But Shea is able to be aggressive while being poised. He's, he's calculated, which is something a lot of players never grasp, right? There, there are some all-star, superstar players right now who are in year 10, 12, 13, 14 that still do not know how to be calculated. In year three... In his first year with bulk opportunity and being the go-to guy, Shea understands how to pick his spots, how to be aggressive, how to play under control, and how to produce. And he's producing with efficiency that a lot of other perennial all-stars do not have, while still putting up 30 points, 31 points. I don't know what else anyone would need to see from Shea. Because, again, if you go off of this year alone and don't factor in guys' career or reputation, Shea's an all-star. Even if you throw in some Cinderella stuff, right, some fairy tale stuff, Shea still has a heck of a narrative because of all the things we just said. A new roster, exceeding expectations, and so on and so forth. But coming up, I want to talk more about this game as a whole and talk about Mike Muscala's big night. We're back on Locked On Thunder, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am Ryland Stiles, and I could go on and on about Shea. But we'll talk more about Shea's all-star campaign on tomorrow's show. I want to talk now about Mike Muscala. Mike Muscala was that impact player off the bench. He was that spark plug for you. He really helped the offense, going 2-for-5 from beyond the arc, 7-for-12 from the floor, 22 points in this one, 4 rebounds in this one. He also got an assist. Mike Muscala was what you needed. He was your steady hand whenever you're playing with a lot of young players, so you have to give him a hat tip there. But Teo Maldon was so calm in this game, the 10 points are not going to jump out at you. right? The six assists are really nice. The three re- rebounds are really nice. He did have the three turnovers. That's going to have to be something that he works on. But the moment never seemed too big for Teo Maldon, And I get it. He's been playing professional ball since he's 15 years old. So I know that some people will not, will not kind of expect him to have rookie moments because he's been playing so long, but he's still getting adjusted to NBA life, and he faces a challenge of being up 23, and then his team's no longer up 23, and, and and that that overcoming fear or or whatever it is that you want to describe that that tightening up whenever you realize that you could blow this huge lead. He dealt with that and never once looked out of sorts. Like, you never looked at Teo and decided, okay, yeah, that's that's the rookie on the floor. Of all these guys on the floor, that's the rookie. And his professionalism, awareness, his comfort, composure, it's off the charts. It is off the charts. And the Thunder got a steal in the second round with him. So not only is Tao impressive in this game, but Darius Baisley was too. Baisley was questionable entering tonight's game, dealing with a bit of an injury, but he did play and he did start. And he goes 50% from the floor, 33% from beyond the arc. And then he is able to get 13 points, one assist, four rebounds, and a steal. I enjoyed watching him play because of the efficiency and because he's tasked with being that center. I mean, again, your centers tonight was Baisley and Muscala. You could throw Kendrick in the, in the center you know, pile as well if you want to. But Baisley had to play five all game long. And he did so defensively and only picked up one foul. We have seen a good couple of weeks from Darius Baisley. I thought Kenny Hustle played well, and he showed off some nifty moves around the rim. But obviously, the hustling part is going to steal the headlines. Nine rebounds in this game, including three offensive rebounds, which always set up second chance points. Ten points to his own credit. Two steals in this one for him as well. He is an Oklahoma City Thunder basketball player. Like, He is what Nick Collison was. And not to that extent. I think that Nick Collison's a Hall of Famer. But he's a great value version of Nick Collison. Energy, hustle, giving you a boost, doing what has to be done. If he has to find a way to score, he'll find a way to finish at the rim. If he has to dive on the floor, he'll go get the basketball. If he needs to get some timely rebounds, he'll go do that. I said on Twitter that you know, if everyone did their job with the same effort and the same energy that Kenny Hustle did, then the world would be a better place. If everyone cared as much as Kenny Hustle does about doing their part, it, the world would be amazing. And for Kenny Hustle to go night in and night out doing this, it cannot be understated how impressive that is because of how taxing it is. To give that level of effort without fail especially in weeks like this one. Weeks like this one, we're playing Monday and Wednesday and Friday and Saturday. And then you're getting ready to go to LA and do it all over again next week. It's tiring. It's tiring. But he continues to show up and he continues to be consistent. And consistency is key. Like in my opinion, consistency is one of the most important traits you can have as an NBA player. I've got to know what I'm going to get from you. I've got to know what I can count on from you. And with Kenny Hustle, you can count on him winning the playhard chart. Like, like he's gonna be phenomenal on the play hard chart. You can count on him saving you three or four possessions. And on top of saving those possessions, he'll earn you two or three more possessions than you would have had. And that's a big deal in a game like this. In a game like this, it's decided by two points. That's a big deal to get those possessions. Kenny Hustle is a winning player. Lou Dort is a winning player. And I said that before the year that Lou Dort is only capable of making winning winning plays. And and that is still true to this day. Lou Dort can only make you winning plays. Justin Jackson came in and, and played that Darius Miller role from last night where he comes in and he's able to give you a little spark off the bench with two threes and extend your offense a little bit. Miller goes one for one from beyond the arc. His only shot attempt all game also goes out with two assists and one rebound. So top to bottom you got what you needed from every single player, and it results in a win. Would this team have loved to win by 23? You know, Would they have loved to keep that big lead? Of course. But it says a lot about this Thunder team that they can play on both sides of it. They can play up 23, they can play down 23 as they did against Chicago, and they can rally back whenever they hit that wall of adversity. As I said in the preseason, this is a fun and competitive team. And nights like tonight were fun. And nights like tonight are awesome. And wins like this one are awesome because it came only because of your young players who you want to build around. I thought that the Timberwolves had a lot of energy in the second half. Like, just, they look like a totally different team. I mean, you could hear them on the bench just screaming and clapping and rooting their guys on. You could see them getting more excited. You could see them communicating better on the floor. You could see them caring more. Like, it just looked like they did not care at all in the first half, as if they didn't want to be there. They they did not have D'Angelo Russell in this game. They did not have Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns in this game. And it simply looked as though they did not want to play in this basketball game in the first half. But something happened in the locker room. They come out, guns a blazing, and they played extremely well in the second half. But if you're a Timberwolves fan, it's kind of the opposite feeling you had last night, right? The Thunder last night had this feeling of a moral victory. You know, put that game in a context of the adversity they had to face, and all of a sudden that's a loss that feels like a a win. For the Timberwolves, now I haven't watched every single game this year from Minnesota, but I have to imagine that second-half effort was the best effort this team has given all season long. It was the best communication. It was the best enthusiasm. It was the best energy. It was the best hustle. It was the best effort that they had all year long. I just have to imagine that. And hopefully for them, that leads you down the path of turning that and building on that once you get Cat back, once you get D'Lo back. But again, on a Saturday, these are just going to be short and sweet podcasts uh, to get you through for the game recap. And then we'll do it all over again Monday through Friday for the regularly scheduled programming. You can subscribe to Locked on Thunder wherever you get your podcast from. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. It is Super Bowl Sunday when you're listening to this. So root on my Kansas City Chiefs if you do prefer. And also go to betonline.ag and bet on the Super Bowl to make things more interesting for you. When you go there, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 50% of a welcome bonus on your first deposit. If you are interested in the draft and you know these prospects coming up in the 2021 NBA draft this morning, the G League, G League Ignite team, which is the team that has Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga and all these possible first round picks in this year's draft, they're holding an open practice for the media and media availability this morning. So if that's something you're into, I'll be there and following along on Twitter and updating you guys on Twitter at Rylan styles. So be on the lookout for that as well. Tomorrow we're going to do a special Monday stockwatch because we did not get to do it on Friday, whenever we had a crossover episode of Flockdown Wolves. We're also going to do a spiceometer. So if you have hot NBA takes, very hot takes, spicy takes, send them to me at Ryland underscore styles. And then we're also going to dive into the All-Star game, the All-Star Voting. A lot of conversation around that all-star game from players and media this past weekend that I want to cover, and then we can update you on how the fan voting is going and where SGA ranks in that fan voting. So it's a jam-packed week again of Locked on Thunder. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder.